Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 364, Using History Lessons to Create Wealth, by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com, and I am Dan, the guy who is here each Monday through Friday, reading to you from some of the best blogs on personal finance. Now let's get to it and hear today's post as we optimize your life. Using History Lessons to Create Wealth by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com. Quote, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. George Santayana from Reason in Common Sense. A classic example of the aforementioned quote is Hitler's invasion of Russia. Napoleon had done it once and Hitler made the same mistake, suffering the same fate. On both occasions, the Russians simply retreated, drawing the enemy further and further into Russia in their advance. And then, when the Russian winter struck and the invaders found themselves unprepared and ill-equipped to deal with it, they were killed by the thousands during their retreat. I used to hate history. I always thought, why should I study and care about all these things that happened a long time ago? I'm only going to care about what's happening now and in the future. That's what's important. I was naive because there's so much that has happened before that we can learn from. I like to use this information to quell my fears about my stock portfolio and to drive portfolio management decisions. But first, Let's have a brief recap of two of my favorite financial events that back up Santayana's claim. The Tulip Mania. Often considered the first speculative bubble, Tulip Mania reached its peak when prices for tulip bulbs in the Netherlands skyrocketed to a point where a single bulb sold for 10 times the yearly salary of a skilled craftsman. The tulip made its first appearance in Europe in 1554 and was unlike any other flower in Europe at the time. The wealthy built their gardens around the tulip, and as a result, it became a status symbol. As the popularity of the tulip grew, growers began paying more and more for the bulbs, and the prices followed suit. In one month alone, tulip prices increased 20-fold. Eventually, the Dutch created a sort of futures market, where the rights to buy bulbs at the end of the season could be bought and sold. It reached a peak when traders who were buying bulbs hoping to sell them at an inflated price could no longer find buyers at the higher prices. Bulb contract prices collapsed, and the whole market came to a screeching halt. The dot-com bubble. The internet, first offered commercially in the late 1980s, began rapidly expanding across the world in the early 1990s. During that time, it's been estimated traffic on the internet was growing by 100% per year. The rise in usage sent investors into a tizzy over this new economy, and venture capitalists began freely issuing startup capital seemingly to any company with an E prefix or com suffix. The stock prices of these dot-com companies soared, 
and traditional valuation methods used by investors, such as the P.E. ratio, were thrown out the window. But by the year 2000, many of these dot-com startups were close to burning up all their cash without ever turning a profit. By 2001, some companies, like my favorite example, Pets.com, failed completely. Others lost a large portion of their market capitalization but still exist today, like Cisco and Amazon. Of course, there are many other bubbles and crashes like the Florida real estate craze in 1926 and the recent housing bubble of 2007. Santayana's right. What happened in all these situations? The price of the object increased. There was more demand for the object by new buyers, thereby increasing the price, increasing demand by new buyers, increasing the price. This cycle goes on while the market for the object builds more and more momentum. There are generally two frames of thinking during these bubbles. The first is, it's different this time. For instance, while we watch housing prices skyrocket, a euphoria sets in, and some people believe that prices will continue to skyrocket indefinitely. We all know the stories of a woman on a housekeeping salary buying a $400,000 house or flipping millions of dollars in real estate. We think we're in a new world of infinitely increasing returns. The second frame of thinking is, I'll get out at the top. This is the investor who realizes that there's a bubble, but they also believe they will ride the speculation to the absolute top and get out there with the largest possible return. As we know, there is no way to time a market. It's a fool's errand. If someone at a cocktail party sidles up to you and tells you they can, ask them why they're still working at nine to five. These bubbles will happen. I feel the same euphoria right now with 3D printing. While it may be the next greatest thing, the next industrial revolution, I've been hesitant to invest in any 3D printing company. Tulips, the internet in the late 1990s, real estate in the early 2000s, these bubbles all played out the same. What we need to remember is that we need to be out as soon as things start to get speculative. Where we are today. In 1981, when Mr. Everyday Dollar was two, the US was in a deep recession with 11% unemployment and with 30-year mortgage rates at 18.5%. Budget deficits were high and the national debt skyrocketed. Investing in stocks was shunned, but it turned out it was a great time to invest in them. We just had a recent housing bubble, deep recession, and unemployment at 10%. I remember very few investors keeping their money in common stocks in 2007 to 2009, but it turned out to be a great time to buy. Some of my best ever investment returns were because I stayed invested during the downturn and was regularly putting new money into common stocks. We were told it's different this time, but it turns out that the 1981 playbook proved to be successful in 2007. The market has since roared back and is poised to reach new highs as evident by the Dow and S&P indexes. So what's the current playbook? Perhaps 1952, the US economy had high unemployment, massive government debt, huge stimulus plans, and long-term interest rates were capped. With all those seemingly overwhelming problems, the Dow rose from 256 to 995 by 1966, almost a four-fold increase. The investors who ignored the fiscal problems were well rewarded by investing in common stocks, while those who pulled their money out and sat on the sidelines lost the potential of creating great wealth. You just listened to the post titled Using History Lessons to Create Wealth by Chris Reining of chrisreining.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. 
it's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. And that's going to do it for today's show. Tomorrow, I'll be back with a post from PT Money. So I'll see you there in the Friday show, where your optimal life awaits.